D'Lo Brown, color commentator for Impact Wrestling. And right here, right now, you are listening to live and in color, my dog, Wolfie D. You better recognize. Hey, this is Jimmy Street, host of the Live and in Color with Wolfie D podcast. Hear the life and times of professional wrestler Wolfie D. From his time in the territories with PG-13 to his time in WWE, ECW, WCW, TNA, and more. Nothing is off limits and nothing will be held back. Thanks again for tuning in. Here he is, Wolfie D. Hey guys, welcome once again to Live and in Color with Wolfie D. I'm Wolfie D. And I got my man Jimmy across the street. And today we are going to be talking about our another top ten list. I know Jimmy's got his. I got mine. He's been waiting on me. I put it off to the last minute, <laughs> as usual. <laughs> and uh, so we've got a pretty cool list, man. Uh, Jimmy, first of all, how are you doing today? I'm good, brother. How about yourself, man? I'm doing all right. Just finished building another Halloween prop. My big giant werewolf. Yeah. I almost built him too big. He's a pain in the ass, but uh, <laughs> he looks pretty cool. I'm happy with it. It's definitely slowed traffic on my street. I bet. I street that, that you know, people kind of fly down it. Yeah. And I live on a side road, but I'm the first house on that road, so I share both roads there. And uh, people definitely have slowed down coming by my house. We even had somebody get out of their car with their kids and knock on the door and ask if they could take pictures in the yard and stuff. So. <laughs> pretty funny dude that's awesome i mean i was thinking is he building a new tag partner is he <laughs> is he building is this his just his brother that's visiting is this a cousin a long lost wolf you know after i've watched some stuff on youtube and after i've worked with the the materials and stuff i I made a mistake on that one. I know what I did. So if I do it again, I, I learn from it. But I didn't. My skeleton, I didn't. Uh, the inside, the PVC pipe skeleton that I used, I didn't solidify it good enough. And I think his left hip, just like mine, might be out. <laughs> so <laughs> I kind of had the time to the mailbox. But he'll be all right. But, man, you know, this list, I was thinking about this, man. I've always thought, like, why do people judge? Because we we have... I'll say we, but we have went out and told the people, you know, wrestling is a work. These are storylines. These are characters, this, that. Yeah. Much like a movie. But now you can have a movie about some pretty heavy stuff or a TV show. Or we're talking about Jeffrey Dahmer. We're talking about yeah. fictional stuff that's just way out there. And some of the villains are, you know, racist or homophobic or whatever, man. And you don't get mad at that actor. You don't even right. get mad at really the studio. Now, I know there's some movies that have been controversial or whatever, but I'm just saying in general, actors can play whatever, and it's okay. But now a wrestler, whom we have said, these are storylines, these are characters, but if a wrestler is to do certain things, act a certain way, they are deemed as that person instead of the character These this day and age. so But even yeah. then, I mean, even back in the day, wrestlers – you know, word themselves, they live their gimmick. So why is there that separation still, do you think? I, I mean, here, that, I was thinking that exact same thing. So there are definitely things on my list that I would not cancel, okay? Sure. But yeah. I'm just assuming from the general consensus of how everything gets canceled in the world today, right. I just am thinking, you know, we, we came up with a list here that, again, I have to think as if I'm other people because I'm not, I'm, I'm not a woke dude, right. you know, I'm right. not, 
I'm not, I don't really get into all that. And I see the idea of free speech in the First Amendment. I don't think anybody should go out and do something hateful. I just, I mean, but at the same time, if it's done in the right way, like you said, in a movie, I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio in the movie Django Unchained, I mean, he's a piece of crap in that movie. You know, he's a slave owner. And at the same time, that's one of the least popular people on the planet as far as history goes. And I mean, hey, we don't hate on Leo, do we? And we don't hate on Quentin because Quentin wrote the movie, you know? So I don't know. It's weird. It's almost, yeah, it's almost like still people actually still believe in wrestling. You know Exactly. And, and to a certain extent, everybody does. Wrestling's that weird thing, man, in that weird gray area of entertainment, man. It really is. But, uh, man, I think I'm ready to get to it because I, I think I've got some stuff and some points that uh, people will be interested in. I'm sure you do, too. So why don't we take a break, listen to some sponsors and come back and start throwing our lists out. After these messages. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Hey, folks, to get your official Live It In Color with Wolfie D merchandise, go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash live Wolfie D. Check it out. If you're listening to Live It In Color with Wolfie D on Apple Podcast and like what you're hearing, go ahead and leave a five-star rating. And while you're at it, write a review. Tell us what you liked. Tell us what you'd like to hear in the future. It's very important to us and always appreciated. Thanks again. All right, we're back. And we are ready to throw these controversial gimmicks, angles, characters in professional wrestling that have happened in the past that would probably either be canceled or someone would go, we can't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I was talking to my wife about, you know, what we could possibly name this show. We kind of did this little thing again, but don't get hung up on what the welcome mat says. Basically the idea behind this is these are top 10 gimmicks, ideas, angles that just wouldn't work today. They would get somebody canceled. Maybe the whole company, they would be cringe worthy to some people, faux pas, yeah. whatever. The whole point is we wanted to kind of pick some of the moments from the past that wouldn't in a sense work today. You right. know what I'm saying? So yeah. Well, let's get a rolling and I'll start out with my number 10. And I usually, <laughs> you know me on these lists, I will never include myself. But since this includes myself and others, I'm going to throw this, sneak it in at number 10. And you've heard me say it before. I do not believe that the Nation of Domination, the original Nation of Domination, two white dudes with a obviously uh, Nation of Islam feel to it. Uh, and at first, it, our pose was we knelt down on a knee to him and through the black power sign until we all got in the ring. 
and just stood up and did it all the, the black power sign. But I don't, I think somebody would throw a fit about that. Yeah, I agree. And that actually is my number 10 as well. So I'll go ahead and get that one out of the way because here's the thing. I don't necessarily think it's so bad. There have been much worse things, but you're right. As far as like tipping your toe in the water, this would not work today just because you guys are out there. I mean, you know, Eminem may have helped your cause, but there's also a lot of white rappers that hurt your cause. I mean, I've heard you be called lackeys. I've heard you be called bump takers for the team. I mean, you guys were out there to take the bumps that Farouk didn't have to, right? Right. Yeah. And just to give him a little extra hype coming out, kind of like, yeah, yeah. He was a public enemy. Totally. Exactly. Yeah, but that would be the first guy people would punch, you know? So, (laughs) and I mean, you guys were good at it. And first of all, y'all had been doing that gimmick for a while now, you know? And then you just took it as a heel and you took it to the nth degree with Farouk. I mean, it was great gimmick, great angle. I love the original Nation of Domination, honestly. I I think that was when it was at its best. But I'm surprised at how many people uh, come up to me and know the words to it. (laughs) Yeah. All the nation coming live and in color. Don't diss the man over bone brush your mother. Listen what I'm saying, it's for real, not playing. Farouk is the man. Hit your knees and start praying. We are the nation, a domination. He's harder than a rock and he can't be stopped. You suck a step to the side unless you wanna get dropped. The boys from the hood are on the MIC. Spitting out the rhyme is JC Ice and Wolfie D. Pretty oh, funny. Or Cindy or whatever but yeah, yeah our number and that's the first time we've done that i think is actually actually we've had the same ones in the list but not at the same uh placement i don't think right that on that. yeah that was well i just i didn't think it was as bad as a lot of these others but i wanted yeah. to get it on the list and i thought yeah. it was worthy of it because it wouldn't work today you know so i don't think so i mean no. i think it would you know what i'm saying but wink wink it wouldn't work today as right. they say <laughs> All right. Well, on to my number nine and <laughs> a lot of the stuff I could almost just for number nine, say the attitude era. Because we're so <laughs> just, just oh, dude. Off yeah. the wall. My number nine, I'm going to narrow it down to the Katie Vick thing. It was cringeworthy then. Yeah. Even more so now. You oh, know what I'm saying? It was dumb, dumb then. It'd be yeah. dumb now, but somebody would have a major problem with it, I believe. Oh, yeah. I 100% agree with you. I agree that this is a top 10 can't work today deal because, again, you know, you have admittedly that Kane has sex with a dead body that he was in love with. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, what ends up happening is then Triple H reenacts it with a mannequin in a coffin you're right though i mean it could be just we could just say the whole attitude era just would not work today but in the you know perspective of that being said you know necrophilia i don't think that's ever going to be cool there should be two things i mean a bestiality necrophilia (laughs) pedophilia all those things should just be written off as never going to be cool don't even try it you know so but yeah that one was horrible yes so my number nine is Colonel De Beers. So do you remember him? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. South Africa. Yeah, South African apartheid soldier. Yeah. He was I, I don't necessarily remember this, but I was doing some research on his character, and he would only apparently wrestle whites. In some in some areas, he would only wrestle white people. 
And, you know, that kind of works against the angle in a way, but it makes sense that he wouldn't want to wrestle a black guy or, or a Hispanic guy. But at the same time, you know, it almost makes sense that he would want to wrestle them to beat them, but he's being like, he only wanted to wrestle whites, which again, you know, and maybe not as many people would take offense to a South African soldier these days, but during the time of apartheid, I mean, that was the slavery of South Africa. That was USA slavery, you know? So they would still, trust me, there's no, there's no way that would fly today. Totally. Uh, I mean, I'm sure it had, probably personal heat with a lot of people oh, yeah you know and i did not know that about him but yeah gimmick and and all that kind of stuff but yeah you're right oh, no way no way no way not even today <laughs> <laughs> no doubt no doubt so we're up to number eight and my number eight almost goes along with my number nine it's the whole lita kane she had sex with kane because not to beat up matt hardy and then yes born baby and all this kind of stuff and i mean we're talking about maybe not rape but coerced sex and we're talking about uh, <laughs> almost because abortion's kind of an issue right now oh totally yeah. abortion was a dead baby and you know what i mean i just yeah, I, yeah. that's probably not gonna happen in 2022 no they would not write it they would not let that out you know i think what was it snitsky punts the baby out into the crowd and i mean yeah <laughs> Wow. It was a cringe for sure. Cringe, cringe, cringe. So, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely don't think that you could even, they would, I just don't think they would consider it today. I just think it was a little too far out there, but it was like Howard Stern wrestling or something, just total shock jock wrestling shit. Totally, totally, absolutely. Just shock. That's it. Yeah. What's the craziest shit we could do? Yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah. Well, this one will be quick because we discussed it already, but the number eight is Katie Vick, Necrophilia, Kane, uh-huh. and Triple H. I mean, obviously, <laughs> Necrophilia, never going to work. You know? Not going to. Yeah, it didn't work then. And if it didn't work then, it yeah. definitely ain't going to work today. So, sorry, Katie. Sorry, Nick Rowe, <laughs> Butcher. <laughs> so, yeah. We are at number seven? Number seven. All right. My number seven is, I don't know how to call it. I'm just going to say stuff like the Billy and Chuck wedding, <laughs> the Rainbow Express, yeah. possibly Adrian Street, and possibly Gold Dust in his very original form. Right, right. Uh, the LGT, I can't even remember all those letters, and I don't understand why they can't come up. I, I have nothing against the community except for the fact that they won't come up with a name. I cannot remember all those letters. I know. It's like the alphabet jumbled up, all yeah. 26 letters. But yeah. the, that, that community, the LBGT, is Q, did I get it? I don't know. I think. Uh, <laughs> but you can't mess with that kind of stuff now, especially if the if the wrestlers are not uh, gay. You know, I just don't. Yes, that was what I was going to add because you know there was 
Adrian Street, he's straight. He's got a yeah. wife many years. Yeah. Adorable Adrian Adonis, he was straight as far as I know. Billy and Chuck, they ended up making that a schmoz. Actually, it was a pretty horrible gimmick overall because it ended up being they were celebration of their friendship instead of like a marriage. I don't know. They just kind of they wimped out at the end, I think, on that yeah. pull, pulling that trigger. Quee Wee, of course, we, you know, we know Alan and Rainbow Express. I mean, you're right. I mean, they if they were being played by an actual gay character, it's mm-hmm. okay. Because, you know, obviously there's like Sunny Kiss, there's mm-hmm. other, you know, wrestling. Right. I'm not 100% sure, but there's the Mexican, you know, a lot of Mexican uh, luchador wrestlers that play that kind of style, and they yeah. are actually gay. So, I mean, in that regard, it would work only if it's not by a straight person. And- See, when I threw Gold Dust and Adrian Street in there, I'm not even thinking really gay. I'm thinking more of like along the, the feminine. Track line yeah, there. yeah, so that, totally. I might hit that one. Yeah. So, who knows? But anyway, that's fine. Yeah. So my number seven, and that's a good number seven. I actually wish I would have got that on my list, but we'll talk <laughs> about that in a minute. But number seven for me is Akeem, the African Dream. Mm, mm. And so, yeah, I. <laughs> what I've heard is that this was somewhat a gimmick about Dusty in uh, that he he would do the dance and do his hands. Yeah, but, yeah. but dude, I love that one-man gang gimmick. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And um, then, I don't know, I guess they just thought it was too one-sided that he really couldn't have more layers. But then they put him in Akeem the African Dream. I mean, if the PG-13 gimmick in a nation wouldn't work, you know for a fact. I mean, almost, it may work in a way because if it's like super, I don't know, though, you know? I, I just think it would get crapped on, especially wearing the daishiki and the African yeah. gimmick and, you know, right. it, yeah. it's. I, I loved him as the one-man gang. Oh, dude. But a game was uh, something else, man. That was, that was when they every every everybody had an occupation gimmick, or you know what I'm saying? Something, yeah. And he, you know, he had Slick as his manager. His tag team partner was the big boss man. Which I don't know if there was a joke in there somewhere, being it was a cop yeah. and a and a white guy acting black or African. Yeah. I don't know if the joke was in there somewhere, but at the same time, Slick was their manager. But Akeem even did the like Lith and Toomey kind of gimmick with his voice. I I don't know. It's just one of them things that wouldn't make it today. I don't think so. Yeah. (laughs) Go up to number six. Now this one is a specific angle with two specific people that I recall as as a as a kid. Rick Rude and Lawler had an angle, and Rude was sending in um, like videos from a hotel room of where he was. I can't remember what the valet's name was. Uh, yeah, and like she had been beaten, obviously, and she was. He was kind of holding her, like kidnapping her, holding her hostage and shit, and sending these videos in. I'm pretty sure it was Lawler. He was working. Dark uh, Journey was it? Dark uh, Journey. Was it dark? Uh, no, I don't think so. I, I'm, I apologize. I can't remember. But at any rate, that yeah. uh, holding a woman hostage and <laughs> rape and and domestic abuse um, wouldn't play very well today, I don't think. 
No, it would not. And to be honest, I mean, it probably doesn't need to work today. <laughs> I mean, it's, I don't know. It, it worked then. And maybe, I don't know. I, I I'm weird. I, I'm not weird. I, I just don't really, I don't think rape should be, you know, <laughs> that one, that one is even too far from. Uh, yeah. That one is even too far from my sense of humor, you know? So we just lost listeners after I said that one is too far for me. <laughs> I wish I could remember more about that, but yeah, it, man, Rick Rude and Lawler though. Can we just get a appreciation post for those guys? You know, so, I think sure it was. Yeah. He was so, rescue her or whatever, find out where she was. Or, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember all of it. I may be off, but I do remember the videos of him sending them in, you know, where he was holding her at a hotel room and she was all black eyed and shit. Yeah. But, do, uh, do you think that it was part of the time or do you think Memphis could get away with more stuff because they were a little more centralized? Because, man, Dave Brown would be on you so quick if you were doing something. Uh, yeah. you, I told you I used the word turd and he about killed me. And <laughs> so, it was like, he stuff had to go past Dave to right. Point. Okay. Uh, so, he knew it was coming there. So, that yeah. was just. Yeah. That makes That's- sense. Okay. So, my number six, <clears throat> and I thought about this one in my mind because. I didn't know if this one should go higher with the way things are these days, but my number six is the Brian Pillman, Stone Cold, Steve Austin gun angle mm-hmm. where Stone Cold, they're in an angle together, amazing angle working together. And Steve breaks into Brian's house or he's causing a ruckus. Do you remember any of this? Oh yeah. I remember yeah. that. And what, what I don't like about that, uh, cause I thought about putting that on my list and I didn't, yeah. but the, is it was almost so over the top and blatantly i mean it was phony everybody knew it was phony and really sure but so there's that element to it but also the pulling a gun on somebody on there but back to our original uh conversation at the beginning of the show they could do that in a movie and that's what they were doing was kind of making like a movie and i always hate it when like yeah. vignettes are one thing. If you're in the arena to me, you know, of course there could be a camera around at all times to catch these things that are happening backstage and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. unless you do some sort of deal where you like acknowledge that the camera is there and the cameraman and Hey, come to my house or whatever. Come yeah. with me. And, and so I don't recall if they did that on that, but to catch a scene like that with no acknowledgement of the cameraman right makes it like a movie and to me that just puts yeah. it on a whole different level of detaching it from what wrestling is supposed to be yeah i see your point because then it takes out the element where it's if it's in the arena and there's a camera there and mm-hmm. you know there's supposed to be a camera there but right. having a cameraman chilling in brian pillman's home when stone right. cold is is just randomly breaking in right and then you know because we all wish we had a camera on any kind of break-in if you ever had a home that's kind of broken in what i'm saying was and i don't remember where they did this you might but if pillman would have you know come on follow me with the cameraman that sure changed all of it right there i don't know if they did that i don't remember no at any rate the whole pulling the gun thing is uh 
probably not the best idea. <laughs> it's not going to work today, not with all the kids watching. And, you know, even if they're going to drop the PG rating and drop it a little bit further down the, you know, PG-13 lane, again, mm-hmm. the gun is never going to pop off now. And, and you know, and again, that just kind of shows you also what a one-of-a-kind time Brian Pillman and Stone Cold were able to have with one another. Yeah. And two guys that'll never be able to be replaced for sure. So, well, Wolfie, I think that's pretty much it for our bottom five. How about we do this? We take a little break, listen to some commercials, and we'll be right back after these messages. All right. Let's take a quick time out and get a word from one of my dope-ass sponsors, and we'll be right back with more Live and in Color with Wolfie D. Hey folks, this is Wolfie D here. And if you are looking to buy or sell a home in Tennessee or Southern Kentucky, you're gonna wanna call my buddy, the rock star realtor, Benji Bowie. And you say, Wolfie, how do I get in touch with this rock star? Well, you can call him directly at 615-390-8216. You can go to his website, bowiehomes.com. That's B-U-I-E homes.com. Or you can email him at benbowie34 at gmail.com. When you need a home, you need the Rockstar Realtor. Benji is a member of Exit Realty's Garden Gate team in Gallatin, Tennessee. Support for Live and in Color with Wolfie D is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped recently launched the Ultimate Men's Hygiene Bundle, the Performance Package. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code WOLFIE at manscaped.com. If my math's correct, that's about 8 million balls. All right, we're back. And that was our bottom five. And Jimmy, how about on this top five, how about you start it this time? Okay, I like that. I have time. You defer, or I deferred. I'm kicking to you. You kicked to me. I like it. That makes sense. Okay, well, I'm going to start it off big here. So my number five, and we discussed this the other night, Kamala the Ugandan giant. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it made famous in Memphis, that awesome entry from the, the water of Jerry Jarrett's pond of his, of his mansion. Looked like he was in the woods of Africa. He's got a holder named Friday. He's like an adventurer or whatever. Kamala is this Ugandan slave, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> and they bring him up to fight. He's, I mean, is it, please forgive me if this is not PC, but this is kind of the show that we're on today. Is he a Mandingo? Yeah. <laughs> I mean. The wild man in the African jungle that they have captured, uh, tamed like an animal. And yeah. That's yeah. What, you know, he's like the animal tamer. Yeah. And so, yeah. I, and and his name is James Harris. And he's, you know, from Mississippi, I think he was, rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, and ended up being a truck driver and all that. Did you man. know Kamala? I never met him, man. I never yeah. met him. And if anybody's not heard, it's on YouTube. There's a song that he sings. I cannot remember the name of it. I guarantee if you search funny Kamala song on YouTube. Yeah. It will yeah. come up. It's about Pat Patterson and about everybody up there was gay and all this kind of stuff. I forget. 
It's something like stroking and moving or something. I can't remember, man, but it's funny as hell. Yo, yo, bro, Kamala here. Thinking back when I was in the form of WWL. All the things that went on. I was just like the floor sweeper of the janitor. Who you could just talk over his head and it would never be picked up. <laughs> but let me tell you something. I remember it all. You kept me broke when I know I put asses in the seats. But you paid your lovers. The one that go meet to meet your drug test a sham. You let who you want pass. Now Steve been there for 25 years. A damn sure piece of ass. I saw you one time. Put your head in Rikishi's ass. Now that was on national TV. Everybody saw that. They sure did. But I could tell that you built that home the long it lasts. Push it and pull it. Push it and pull it. The fat little Venice starts screaming like a girl. Push it. You know that's what he like. Now he like that. Just be obedient. Do what the man tell you if you want your job. I mean, we got to find that, and I might try to drop that in. Is it the Kamala funny theme song or something? I don't know. I'll look into it. We'll drop yeah, it. Yeah. It's like a radio show. Yeah. But uh, at any rate, um, so your number five was Kamala, and yeah. we done talked about that. All right. So my number five. All right. My number five, and I'm going to include something here. My number five is Robert Fuller. Oh. Doing the, the southern plantation yeah. owner guy basically is what oh, that was. That's, oh man and he managed harlem heat <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and then <laughs> what even leads me more to say that and this is why i say i'm kind of doing an extra thing here but i can't believe that kentucky fried chicken has gotten away with colonel sanders this long for and real Robert Fuller and Colonel Sanders is kind of that. That's what I always thought of when I saw him. <laughs> I thought of that, and I thought of Boss Hog from the Dukes of Hazzard. Yeah, Boss Hog, yeah. If you mix yeah. the two, and then of course, we talked about it earlier. Django Unchained. Yeah, you know the guy that Don Johnson plays. He's in that fully white suit, and he's got right. that like kind of Van Dyke goatee. That's what they call that. Anyway, yeah, you're right. I mean, Robert Fuller is known it's for likely. many things. <laughs> yeah, even, even lately, I'm sorry to talk over you. Even lately, uh, Colonel Sanders has even kind of made a comeback as far as the popularity of their person that's doing their commercials and stuff. And that's just, I, I'm always like, I can't believe somebody got on that yet. Not that I care. I like right. Colonel Sanders. I've been sure. to the first ever Kentucky Fried Chicken. Uh, oh, gee. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so anyway, I don't I don't have a problem with it, but I'm surprised somebody doesn't. Well, let me say something here. Since we're on KFC, by God, mm -hmm. doesn't it taste different than it used to? Dude, 
I don't eat it as much. I'm a Popeye's guy. Oh, man. yeah. Well, if we're going there, for sure, let's do Popeye's. <laughs> no question. But, okay, if you have the original at KFC, yeah. and I'm telling you, there's they're one of them 11 spices they've modified or dropped out or something. I don't know. But – it's different. See, I it, never really cared for their original recipe. I've, I always like the extra crispy. So you like the crunch. I respect that. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. But I like the Popeyes. Yes. Spicy with that. Spicy. If I'm going KFC, I'm going OG. I guess it's like, I like to dip it in the, the brown gravy. I don't know. It's, it's oh. you know, I don't, I haven't eaten KFC Bobby. in years, man. Bobby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dipping this fucking fucking fried chicken and brown gravy who's your who's your <laughs> parents you weren't raised right boy did you wear a bib when you do this <laughs> and bib? yeah i'm like cartman i just pull the skins off the whole box and let everybody else eat the chicken so yeah anyway right. so we are at number four Yes. So, yeah, number four for me, I'm going to have to do this one. So DX mocking the nation of domination. Now, you know, your guy's involvement in the original nation was much less than this one. DX basically came out there in modified or full blackface. Yeah. You know, Triple H probably had a minimum amount of it. I think, you know, of course, Road Dog was D-Lo and he didn't have to be, but you know, I'm talking Billy Gunn was pretty, pretty well down the road there. And, and Sean Waltman was very dark. And I mean, you know, I, I'm sitting here rating the darkness of blackface, but long story short, it's not going to work today. And you know, what I felt like that was is the NWO had recently mocked the four horsemen. Okay. Mm. On on WCW Nitro, and mm. they did this whole gimmick where Sean Waltman acted like he was Ric Flair, and he was crying, and Arn Anderson was played by Kevin Nash, and Kevin Nash was acting like you know Arn was this crippled old man because he had just retired to take my spot, not my spot, that kind of thing, the my spot gimmick. My spot. And so Sean Waltman leaves the NWO and goes to DX in the WWF. Now, again, I don't know if he had this idea or whose idea it was, but here we go again, Sean is in a character based promo and they are in full blackface so again not really a ton to say here other than the fact that it's not going to well, ever today well i'm yeah. sure it was it got heat then and not you know good heat but yeah. uh i mean can you imagine what farouk thought of that like honestly i mean it's hard to is, say and when you've been in the wrestling business that long especially that old school yeah it, I, I promise you, if he would have had a problem with it, he'd have let him know. Yeah, and it may not have happened if he would have had a problem. So yeah. that's a good point. You know, I just feel like a lot of, not necessarily Ron, but some of those guys are pretty vocal about yeah. certain things these days. And I don't know. I, what, what, what we know is that this would not happen today. <laughs> so, yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. So let's see, where am I at? Number four, number four. All right. My number four, uh, for a number of reasons, I've got the angle where they had Hawk being an alcoholic. Yeah. The whole going to commit suicide and brother pushing him. Okay. So you, you have, I uh, forget what month it is, maybe March mental health awareness. Right. Month. 
or whatever. Um, and, and you're also talking about, um, you know, addiction and, you know, the, people got to understand it's a mental health issue. It's, it's not, it's not that your, your problem is the drugs. Your problem is other things. You just mask it with the drugs. Exactly. Yeah. Especially with him suffering from that. It's kind of like a, a slap in his face, in my opinion, to make him go out there and portray that, you know? And, And it's, and at the same time, it's like, they were making fun of it, which, you know, I've dealt with it and it's not funny, you know? No, 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 it's not. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't think that was cool. Yeah. And, and it's tricky too, because, you know, if you, you, they also did that with Scott Hall, you know, and, and they did this gimmick where Scott Hall was actually bringing like a liquor drink to the ring. And I mean, I know they've played angles. I know like Lawler did a gimmick with Jake that where he basically was pouring Jack Daniels down his throat. Now, whether it was gimmicked Jack, I'm sure it was, Right. you know, CM Punk and Jericho did a similar gimmick where CM Punk is a straight edge and he gets liquor poured all over him. But this one was specific to the fact that it was making fun of Hawk's situation, Mm. which, you know, it felt like they were trying to help him around that time. But at the same time, then you smack somebody in the face with that. It just, I don't know. That's to me when reality and wrestling never really worked for me again, it's Hawk though. That just shows you too. All those ones you said, like Jake had a problem. So they're doing it to him. And who was the other said? uh, Hall, Scott Hall. Yeah. 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 So here's here again, those are real life situations, but I promise you, each one of those guys obviously had to say yes and went out there and executed what they were asked to do. Now, is right, that right? They got them by the balls, you know? Right, right, right. You can do this or you can go sit at home till you get better or, you know, just, or you can just go sit at home. You know, you don't know, you don't know. And when someone is at that bottom of the barrel type mentality, you're more likely to go, yeah, I'll do something that I probably don't want to do, but I'll do it because I need the money or I don't want to get let go, blah, blah, blah. So, Okay, let's just play this because I know that somebody out there in listener land is wanting to hear this question. Okay, you and Jamie are PG-13. You are in the position that LOD is in, and Vince McMahon or whoever comes to you and says, hey, Wolfie, we got this idea. What do you say there? Yeah, man <sighs> – Sitting here right now, I'd say, no way, man. I'd put myself out there like that. I I have, because of the person that did it, I have, uh, you know, some regrets on doing that documentary with, with that dude. Right. Uh, we don't name. But, um, I, I, but say it was like years ago, still trying to have my feet in the business, you know, trying hard. You might go for it. It's just like I said, you, you depends on where your mind's at at that point in time and how bad you want the job. And if you feel that if you don't, you won't get that spot or whatever, man. I mean, it's it's tricky. <laughs> you know? I mean, because what I've understood about some of the days back in the day, basically, they're like, hey, OK, we've got a list of things for Triple H, for The Rock, for Stone Cold. There are more than 20 ideas that we could do with them alone. But right now. We've got this idea or, hey, we don't have anything else for you. Right. So you run that risk. And maybe the road warriors were at that position. I know for a fact 
McMahon just never handled the Road Warriors correctly, in my opinion. They went from these badass, mean MFers, man, that could kick anybody's ass to where they were coming out there with a puppet. And I love the Road Warriors. I feel like they did get over some there, but I never thought the LOD got its true dessert you know, being in the WWF. And with that being said, again, it's another perspective. They threw draws in with it, you know, nothing against draws. I hope the guy's as healthy as he can be, you know, but I mean, this is them making fun of Hawk. And I mean, I just, I don't think I'll ever be cool with that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Another reason I put it there because it was somewhat personal because, you know, I, how I felt about uh, the Road Warriors. Oh, dude, totally. You know, well, I mean, my number three, it's kind of similar to my number four in that the DX mocks the nation and domination in blackface. This one might be the original is Roddy Piper in a feud with Bad News Brown. He paints himself half black. Mm-hmm. And now when that happened, I don't remember thinking it was like a blackface deal. I don't remember. I don't remember feeling like he is trying to do blackface. What I felt like it was, was he is nuts and he's half black, half white, but not really a race thing. More like he's insane and Piper's a nut. Now, I've heard later on the rib on him is there was something. Now, Piper is like Jake a little bit. Piper's stories are sometimes he keeps it kayfabe. You know what I'm saying? So Piper said something that apparently the black was not, it was like permanent, but there was some kind of solution they had. And Andre poured that out and put water in it. (laughs) And there was, that was his only solution that he could get willingly or or quickly. So he had to go through the airport and go get it, finally scrub it off. And, you know, there's a whole long story about it that I'm not doing justice, but now uh, people are up in arms about this gimmick. But at the time, I don't remember being, maybe I was just innocent in my mind and didn't think of things like that. Or maybe, you know, it was just the times, but long story short. Yeah. I mean, him, you know, painting himself half black, that that would definitely not work today. Not even half. So. I, did, I remember the visual of it. I don't remember, like, an interview with it or anything like that, what was said or how he kind of yeah. you know, portrayed yeah. it. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely somebody would have a problem with that one for sure. I mean, we start messing around with race. That's yeah. A big, that's a big one. Yeah, absolutely. That was my number three. So. Well, my number three is going to be quick because it was one of yours, uh, Kamala. And yeah. we have, uh, we've talked about that. Again, that was the race. We, we, race is a very touchy subject, man. I'd, I'd hate to be a comedian these days, man. Because oh, those bro. are the funniest jokes to me. You know, I know. I that's know. why Chappelle's so funny. But he makes fun of everybody. He makes fun of white, black, whatever. And yeah. there's... I know a lot of sometimes he says stuff about white people and I'm kind of like, man, come on. You know, it's not right. as funny to me, but it's still funny. I don't, I don't get my feelings hurt over it. <laughs> yeah. And either we're conditioned to not get our feelings hurt or it's just, we don't get our feelings hurt. Right. The, the way that I feel like today, I, I do like Dave Chappelle because of his blatant honesty, but I like those comedians that are like the Richard Pryors and, the, and those <laughs> guys that push the buttons, you yeah. know, 
and they don't tiptoe around. I would hate to be a comic these days myself because, you know, we all in our mind have the things that we think are funny that when we say them in front of another person, it does not work. Right. Such as my putting the whirly bird on the worst moves joke. You didn't <laughs> laugh at all. <laughs> but anyway, point being, yeah, it would be a really hard job in a politically correct culture like yeah. we live in, you know, so okay. no, thank you. Well, yeah. What if Robert Fuller managed Kamala? Now that would have been something. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or what about junkyard dogs chain? I mean, did we ever think of that? I mean, he was a dog, so yeah, but people would, dog. yeah, yeah but people would go off on that, you know, so. I don't know. Maybe not. Hopefully JYD. Yeah. Probably somebody would. But Probably yeah. somebody. Yeah. All right. My number two, you know, it's pretty much always going to be a thing now, as long as there's two people who love Triple H and Stephanie's wedding in mm -hmm. Vegas. He drugged her and faked her saying, I do. And, you know, God knows what else they implicated in that or, or, or you know, acted like he did. But long story short, he drugged her and married her. And yeah. drugging a woman, don't do that, kids. That's, That's never cool. Cosby <laughs> yeah, it's the Cosby gimmick. I mean, but you know what's so funny? Do you? I've heard things about like Cosby, where he's actually said things in interviews, where like a Larry King interview, where he's like, you know, when you put a little drink and you put something in the drink, and you, you know, and it's like, what? <laughs> yeah, and we didn't say something about that. <laughs> I mean, yikes! But I uh, love the Cosby Show, man. So I don't know, but. We, why did we not catch Dr. Huxtable before? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And kids, don't drug women. And women, don't drug men. You know, yeah. don't drug each other. You know? <laughs> yeah. In your own drugs. All right. <laughs> so, at uh, my number two? Yes, sir. All right. My number two is the million-dollar man Ted DiBiase and his... Slave Virgil. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. You got a dude who's loaded, whatever, and he's got this black slave guy that he dresses him kind of cool, but he, he makes him do everything. And oh uh, man. Yeah. Drivers, whatever. And you know, in some of those videos they did with the kids and things like that. Nope. Not gonna yeah. happen. Not going to work, not ever going to work. And you're right. And again, it's one of those things like a, he's a manservant. But I mean, if you put manservant and slave, I mean, they're going to be synonyms with one another, you know? So, I, I don't uh, yeah, not going to work. Not in a subservient angle. Nobody would accept that for sure. Poor Virgil, man. <laughs> hey, but if Virgil had not have played that submissive slave, he would never be – we wouldn't even know his name today probably. Soul Train Jones, you don't think? <laughs> yeah, I don't think Soul Train would have made it either. Sorry, buddy. Okay, so, you know, here we are, the number one. I, I'd like a drum roll, please. Brrr. So my number one, it's pretty much Nazi gimmicks. <laughs> the Von yeah. Brauners, yeah. Fritz Von Erich, all of those 
never could you ever now again i think a nazi would be fun to punch you know why not but but at the same time the sensitivity of the world would not accept the fact of even having a villain nazi guy you know and now especially again if he's not really a german a german yeah because they the last time you had something like that was uh, Alex Wright, was it not? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. he did kind of play a little heel there for a minute. Not, uh, I don't think it was Nazi or whatever, but it was Germanish, heelish, more yeah. almost steampunk, was it not? Yeah, it was kind of steampunk. Yeah, and I mean, people are going to be screaming this right now, so just don't don't hurt your voice. I know that Gunther. Walter, whatever his character is, their Imperium, they come out in this very clean, straight-lined look jacket, very rigid walking. They have a German Nazi element to them, but it's not ever named. They are actually German. I think that one of the guys is Italian, the other's like Austrian, the other's German or something. I know that they're from the area of the Axis, I guess. <laughs> and and Gunther is pretty close to a Nazi gimmick, but he is not named a Nazi, nor does he show the Nazi tactics of like the goose stepping, you know, that kind of thing. So, you know, and by the way, Skull Von Crush, Skull Von Crush, that might be, yeah, that was the last gasp at that gimmick, really, if you think about it. I mean, you know, Alex Wright was around, but you know, anyway, you're right. Skull Von Crush. Hey, Vito, much props to you, homie, but we don't think that would work anymore. And where you're portraying something like that, you just, but if you could pull it off in a movie, by God, no one's going to care. Uh, one person. Anyway, so that was my number one Nazi gimmicks. Not going to work anymore. Well, it's funny because my number one is going to relate to yours a little bit, uh, but I'm going to stay here on American soil. My number one is any rebel flag gimmicks such as the free birds. They remember yeah. when they paint themselves with the uh, face paint with the flags and they wore the flag. Yes. Tracy Smothers and um, uh, Scott Steve. Armstrong, Steve Armstrong. I'm sorry. Yeah. The Wild eyed Southern boys. Um, yeah. Remember, remember Corey Williams and, and uh, Ashley uh, Hudson. The yes. Couldn't yeah. do that. Either. Um, and then I actually believe that I got us kicked out when Acadian Wrestling was running around the Nashville area. The Bell Bondsman lady and uh, Chase Stevens um, were kind of in control of that. And I did some of the booking for it. And I booked Derek King with Tracy as a team and another guy, Moonshine Manson. Uh, yeah. Moonshine Mantel, I think it was. Uh, but yeah. his name Brian. Uh, greenness on Facebook, good dude, good like him. Uh, so they were all these country guys, and you got Derek King, a black guy, and he's wearing rebel flag attire. And then I had him hang everybody. <laughs> yeah. And I got us kicked out of uh, Springfield. Was it Springfield? Yeah, it was Springfield, Tennessee. The uh, uh, principal, and it was packed, and the people loved the show, man. But uh, that that. The, the thing they said that made him the maddest was not necessarily Derek King wearing rebel flag or the rebel flag itself. It was that he hung me. Oh, and man. Couldn't tolerate that. And so they, they kicked us out. Yeah, that was one step too far. Wolfie. And that was in 2016. And 2015. 
15 was really your first uh, where the rebel flag thing started becoming a problem. And there was there that get it up at that point when I did that, or I would have obviously thought better of it, but I just, I mean, I did not come up with anything new there. You know what right. I'm saying? No. GP1. <laughs> yeah. GP101. You're exactly right. That gimmick would not work anymore. The funny thing is, is, I have a friend, Marion Fontaine, who runs a promotion, Old Wrestling, up in Ohio, and they act like they run as if they were in the 20s, okay? (laughs) So they've got an old-timey sheriff. They've got convicts wearing the convict gimmick with the stripes. They've got... I mean, all kinds of cool stuff. They've got Ruby Soho, who who's on TV now. She plays like Ruby the Riveter. I mean, all these crazy characters that are based around the 20s. Well, what's funny is yeah. on, on a few shows, they had Tracy Smothers come on and mm-hmm. wrestle a bear. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it was a guy in a bear suit. Uh- It it wasn't a real bear, but what's funny is, you know, somebody in the twenties wrestled a bear, you know, for a fact that happened. Yeah. And And Tracy wrestled a bear. We all know that. Tracy wrestled a bear. That's even funnier. But I noticed in the pictures that Tracy, he had the butcher on and he had that rebel flag on the front of it. And I said, this is happening in Ohio. Again, Uh the Southern most Northern state. (laughs) Yeah. The Southern actingist most nor anyway. And with that being said, it's almost like Tracy got a pass with it. Yeah. Other people would, didn't or would not. Tracy wore that shit till the day he died. Yeah. Doing the gimmick. Yeah, he he didn't end that. He know. told me, man, people once that shit started really going down about the um you know, the flag and everything and all that, he got some uh, you know, uh, I don't I can't remember these and he probably did because Tracy's stories can be out there sometimes. And, and there's a lot of validity to do a lot of what he says. But yeah, uh, like death threats and, you know, shit like that. Yeah, I believe every bit of it. But I also believe that it would have taken a lot to scare Tracy. Oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. We'll have to, to do a show on Tracy, man, because I got oh. some stories about Tracy. I wish we would have started doing this before he left us. But, man, I got some crazy stories. There's yeah. so many people we've lost. Joe Cephas, Tracy. I mean, so many people we've lost that I would love oh, yeah. to have on the show, you know. Absolutely. So. This has been another fun one. I like doing these top tens. These are pretty fun. Yeah, man. Before we go to our next segment, I want to say some of my honorable mentions here. Okay. So I put in my honorable mentions, the Adrian Street, Billy and Chuck, Kiwi, Rainbow Express. I also put the Virgil gimmick. I also put the Freebirds. And so I covered all those that you said. So I'm I'm at least on somewhat of a brainwave with you. But the one that I think would not work as well is that Kiss My Ass Club that McMahon did where he would bear his ass. You could just throw that whole attitude error into one, actually. Yeah. Because uh, there's just yeah. so much stuff. But I like breaking it down and going into the ones that were just like, what the fuck? Oh, totally. I agree. Well, you know, you know, if you don't have the attitude era, Wolfie D, you have the current era of the world. Current area of affairs. The current affairs. <laughs> DJ, hit the music. You stole my line, damn it. It's a current affair. All right, we're back with Current Affairs, Wolfie D. And, of course, we've had the top 10 angles, gimmicks, moments, 
deals that would not work today that would absolutely get you canceled. And that was a lot of fun, you know, talking about the past and the things that just would not work in the current day. So another cool thing that's coming out that I'm kind of excited about, they are going to be talking a lot about those times in this new show on Vice from the makers of Dark Side of the Ring. I think it's executive produced by The Rock and his ex-wife. Mm-hmm. Tales from the Territories. Now, yeah. the first episode is on Memphis. And then the second episode is going to be the Lawler-Kaufman angle. So it looks like they're going to tell some crazy stories. Did you watch most of the Dark Side of the Rings? Yeah, most of them. Yeah. So coming out, I've seen the episodes. Uh, it looks like they're they're <laughs> grabbing at straws now for stories. For stories, yeah, because it was like they couldn't really continue the dark side to be totally dark side. Yeah. But, but hey, we'll see. I would like for us in the next few current affairs, we'll cover what we see from this first couple episodes. Yeah, because I want to see because they've apparently said you know they're going to tell all the stories that you know already from working in Memphis. There was something about Eddie Marlin. There was something about somebody else. I can't remember, but long story short, we'll see how it goes, right? I mean, there's a story. I wonder if it's the one about Eddie Marlin and when he broke his dick. There's a, there's a story that he uh, had a morning wood and tried to push it down and heard something pop. Oh, my gosh. It didn't work no more. Oh, man. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that I never asked Eddie that question, but I've heard that one a number of times. That but I'm saying it probably won't be on the rock show. <laughs> yeah, you gotta that's user error right there, Eddie Marlin. <laughs> you never do that. I mean, we've all been in high school where we're sitting in class and we get a thought of somebody and all of a sudden the girl in front of you is, is looking real good and then boom, and then you gotta hide that boy with your history book or something. But come on, <laughs> never, never against the grain, right? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's we'll cover that, man. We'll yeah. Do some current affairs. Well, that was my current affair for number one. All right. So all number right. one was the current affair of the Tales from the Territories. Yeah. And again, that's coming up when we're talking about that. So my next current affair is Bray Wyatt and this white rabbit character gimmick deal they're doing right now. The WWE, as we've spoken before has been running these QR codes and they're doing all these random little drop-ins to make you basically now, if it's not Bray Wyatt, people are going to lose their ever loving mind because they've, they've alluded to him in so many different things, whether flashing a fiend image on the screen, they actually had someone sitting on hard camera side in the crowd with a full-on fiend mask. Apparently, he did not move either. He just was sitting there as still as possible with that fiend mask showing. And then another person held a sign up. Now, this one is cool. Uh-huh. They, they Again, they've called it White Rabbit, but they had a sign up that was you know saying W-Y-Y-T-R-A-B-A-T. So the sign said White Rabbit, I guess. And... Uh-huh. Somebody that was more intelligent than I was immediately saw that if you took those words and redistributed them, you could see that it spelled out Bray Wyatt. So 
W-Y-Y-T-R-A-B-A-T. The other thing that I thought was super cool, okay, was they used, it was a Predator cipher. Do you remember the Predator in the original ones where you could see on his armband, it was like their own alphabet. And it was on the gimmick and it said it had things that he had to cipher. They put up an image with the, mm-hmm. the Predator cipher, okay? Mm-hmm. And you had to take the Predator movie and take that alphabet and decode this. So it automatically oh. spells him as a Predator. And then when you read it and you decipher it, it's about Samson and Delilah's story, which the last storyline that Bray Wyatt had was that Alexa Bliss she screwed him over in the storyline. So they're alluding to that. So it's a former storyline. But what I loved about it was that really took some work to not only rewrite this biblical storyline with the predator, a, a fictional <laughs> alphabet. Whoever came up with that, that's pretty good. I, I like that. I hadn't seen any of that, man. But that sounds really cool. And if if that is what it is, uh, he's coming back, you know. I mean, he'll be over like a motherfucker, man. Yeah. Keep this up for a little bit longer. He'll be over more than he was when he left. And I mean, at this point, he'll be super over, but it's to the point now that if you're over, it doesn't mean you're a good guy. You know, you're a baby face, you know. Yeah. You're over as a heel, but you're so far over. It's just wild to me. I I don't know, man. I I really. It's to the point though that if they don't pay it off like that, it's going to get ugly, in my opinion. And we'll uh, we'll go for that. But so my third and final one is this: the the talks with Roman Reigns and Logan Paul is that they feel like they will eventually need to turn Roman Reigns babyface to make him the ultimate superstar that they wish him to be. You know how they did it with Stone Cold, you know how they did it with The Rock, you know how they did it with Cena. They start out getting hated and then they that makes them the ultimate babyface. Even Lawler did it, you know, as a villain and then turned babyface. So, how do you do that properly in your opinion? How far is too far as a heel or do you just let the crowd do it all? Uh, I would say I mean cuz really Stone Cold was the one that started that where they're He's right. a heel, but he's a baby face, you know, and right. that was where it really started. But you, you've got to start a guy, I think, to get him super over. You got to start him as a heel. And, and there is no like I can't say that there's a real menu for it, because all you're going to do is just try to get him over as a heel. Do everything yeah. that you do. Don't you're not going into it going, OK, we can't do that because eventually we're going to turn him. Just to go full on heel, and if the people catch on to him and like him, then whatever. But there's, you know, there's no way that, like, I thought, I thought Roman, I didn't, because you know how I don't watch it that closely. I thought he was a baby face. I, I don't really, didn't really pay attention to all that. I don't know. Cause you, I guess because you hear his name so much. Right. But, um, yeah, I mean, switching and switching back. I mean, you, you just go full on heel. That's that's all I can say about it. Really, just go full yeah. on heel, and then when you switch, you switch. Yeah, whenever the crowd starts to love, yeah, the and heelish I'm, tactics, then I'm, you in every heel yeah. just because you, you know they're not going to get over just because there's a they're a heel, but the, there's the certain people that are. It's a lot to do with the gimmick or how they talk on the mic that the people catch on to and then then they like them but yeah, if yeah. it's just a heel gimmick to be a heel gimmick not necessarily they're going to get over enough to where you can switch and all that kind of stuff but anything can happen if you do stuff right you can 
you'll use people to their strengths and not to their disadvantages. And it's a team effort, really. Yes, the guy has to go out there and execute, as they say in football. We just got to we didn't execute. We, <laughs> you go out there and execute it, but y'all got to have somebody giving you the game plan. Yeah. Yeah. Right now, maybe the only thing that's keeping him Hill is Paul Heyman is his manager right, right. now, you know, but anyway, well, that's really all I had again, you know, since Vince McMahon retired and CM Punk's gone incognito, it's been a slow current affairs season right now. But with that being said, that's my current affairs for today on the top 10 wrestling moments that wouldn't work today. So anyway, Thank you all for listening. Take us out, Wolfie D. Thank you to our sponsors, as usual. We appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening. And we'll try to come up with something interesting again for next week. So, same bat time. No, same wolf time. Same wolf channel. I love it. (laughs) See you guys next week on Live in Color with Wolfie D. And now a word from our sponsor. gentlemen welcome to give me back my pro wrestling the podcast that's based on the old school but can still help you find the good stuff from today jimmy street and the plastic chic jared are the undisputed tag team champions of the wrestling podcast world from thought-provoking topics to superstar interviews to action figure expertise this team does it all and all they ask is give me back my pro wrestling Every other Thursday, wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're a fan of rock music, I'd really appreciate it if you took a moment to check out my podcast. It's called the Decibel Geek Podcast. We've been doing it for about 10 years now. We talk about Kiss. We talk about Ozzy. We talk about Motley Crue and Guns N' Roses and Metallica. We talk about all the legends from the 60s and on up to brand new bands that you should be hearing about today that you're not going to hear on the radio. It's Decibel Geek. Wherever you find your podcasts, you'll find us there. If you love rock and roll, I can almost guarantee you're going to love my show. That's right. It's the talk of Middle Tennessee, the channel you love to hate and the channel you hate to love. It's Brian Turner from Brian Turner's VHS Rehab. And if you're looking for matches from Wolfie D to Jerry Lawler to Dusty Rhodes, and the team that put a pimp before your eyes and a goatee between your thighs, Booty Call and Athena, go to LostWrestling.com. See, I made it easy for you. Brian Turner's VHS Rehab. Booyah. Hey, everyone. This is Shane from Insane Shane's World. I release wrestling figures of enhancement talent, mid-card wrestlers, and wrestlers that you never thought would have a figure available. So if you are interested in adding a really cool and rare figure to your collection, then don't hesitate to contact me at shamtheman73 at gmail.com. That's S-H-A-M, the man, 73 at gmail.com. You can also join my Facebook group. Just search Insane Shane's World.
So that was another great episode. Hey, Wolfie, tell them where they can find you on social media. Jimmy, they can find me in the club, bottle full of bub. I'm just kidding. Uh, they can find me on Facebook. Uh, my personal page is Warren Wolf, W-O-L-F-E. I'm on Instagram, at WarrenWolf13. You can always find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, at LiveWolfieD. Here's the thing. Wolfie always has offers for his autographed photos. He has a selection of some awesome photos from throughout his career that he will autograph and personalize any way that you want him to. Just contact him either directly at his personal Facebook page or through any one of our other pages, and we'll make sure you get in contact directly with Wolfie. Get those photos, right, Wolfie? Yeah, I've got some good stuff on there, you know, to help with the podcast. Folks, if you can't get out to a show to meet Wolfie D, there's nothing like that, especially for the fans of PG-13 and Wolfie D. And before we go, you can always find me, your host, Jimmy Street, at James Rock Street on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And hey, Jimmy, before we go real quick, I just want to add in there, uh, from the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate First of all, the work you've done for this podcast. You have worked your butt off. Secondly, the people that are liking the page. Beyond that, even more, is the people that are listening. And we really appreciate that. Yeah, and remember, guys, the podcast drops a new episode every Monday at noon. And our past episodes are streaming now on demand on all major podcast formats. Thanks again. I got a cat for you, don't. He got a cat for you, don't. I got a cat for you, don't. He got a cat for you, don't. And here we go. The original white boy that came out sagging, not bragging, don't be hating, cause I'm spitting the truth. Still lobbing in color. Don't rush your mother. Utilize a hubcap. I'm like any other. Back in the day, I was NOD. And I was P to the G plus the one and the three. In case you forgot, they call me Wolfie D. Been cloned and copied so many times. Tired of suckers taking credit for what is mine. You know who you are without me name dropping Resin's first white boy coming out hip-hop Been doing it like this since 92 Played low for a while when you thought I was through Listen real close to these rhymes that I've injected This shit's so sick it makes your ears get infected Mad skills, no faking, there is no one great Cause I'm bringing more folks and over one for later Not here to play games, so you better be right You don't like me, so what? I really don't care Like time I keep ticking and I can't be stopped You suck a step to the side unless you want to get dropped When I finish, I'll straight knock you out Please allow me to tell you what it's all about Gonna wind it up and I'm driving it home It's Wolfie D, baby huh. I got a cap for your dome I got a cap for your dome We got a cap for your dome We got a cap for your dome This has been a James Rock Street production.